hey, you're, uh, you're a listener. And I'm John. Hey, I host the show. Uh, just wanted to jump in before we start the episode. Uh, we're on the second ep now, which means Andrew and I are trying new things. We're working out kinks. Um, I've given up on trying to keep the show clean language-wise. Uh, by the way, parental advisory. Uh, we hope you're enjoying it. Anyway, the important thing is that if you're in East Japan, if you're in Tokyo, Yokohama, or elsewhere, there's a lot of theater to see and get involved in. Now, if you want to learn more, go check out our website. It's at exit.ytg.jp. Or go like the Yokohama Theater Group Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash ytgjp. And we'll go ahead and keep you, uh, keep you updated about what's going on here in, uh, in East Japan. Anyway, you can contact us directly if you want to hear any answers to your questions on the air, or if you'd like us just to respond to you directly uh, via the interwebs. Uh, we'll be very happy to hear from you. In any case, that's all for me. Please enjoy the show. Hi, this is Exit Pursued by Kaiju. Don't you laugh at me, Martin. Episode 2, it is Wednesday, April the 20th, 2016. I'm your lovable but still really dopey host, John Matthews. And across from me is my, well, what are you really? I'm, I'm not John Matthews, and I think that's the best you can say about it. <laughs> I set that bar low, folks. It's that's Andrew well. Wolner. He's my co-host and the, and the artistic creative director of Yokohama <laughs> You're going to do that every episode now, aren't you? <laughs> creative director. Artistic director of Yokohama Theater Group. Jerk. Uh, for many, many a year. Uh, also joining us this year, uh, this episode, excuse me, on this new podcast about international theater in Tokyo are two stalwarts of the Tokyo Theater stage. First to my right is. Uh, my name is Martin LaRue. I'm a singer, uh, musician, actor, and professional non John Matthews type person. Yes, I'd like to thank you all for just associating yourselves with me. I feel so <laughs> welcomed and warm. Uh, and to my left is... Hi, I'm Frances Somerville. I am also not John Matthews, and uh, I like getting involved backstage with theatre in Tokyo. I love being unique. Thank you both <laughs> for joining us. You're both working on Big River, this uh, this, this uh, new show with Tokyo International Players. Yes. Uh, that's showing uh, mid-May, May 19th to the, tw- to the 22nd. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. Yes. But first... <laughs> Mr. LaRue, Miss Somerville, we've noticed you being a little bit suspicious, fidgeting in line, fidgeting in line. I can't even do my own accent. Fidgeting in line, being real suspicious like. We decided to choose you for a spot check because, you know, being on a podcast is like going into foreign territory, right? No one has ever said that, ever. Oh, well, let me introduce you to uh, to my dear friend, immigration officer. My name is Hans. And I'm Carl. And this is a segment we like to call... Papers, please! Very good. Mr. LaRue, LaRue, I have some questions for you. Oh, just a moment. I have now removed your spherical gagging device. Danke. Martin, if that really is your name... Uh, That is until further notice, yeah. Ah, very good. Uh, Please justify your existence. Uh, Noisy, noisy, schliff ballons. I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> yeah, he's appealing to the uh, Deutsch uh, spirit of nationality. Uh, very strong answer, I believe. Wunderbar. Yes. Was, was, was I doing a German accent? <laughs> <laughs> we flow between accents here in random that, parts I thought of that Europe. was Australian. I know, it went Scottish for a little bit. Too. It was, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Martin, what is your profession? 
Um, I am a musician by trade. Oh, good. oh wait, was I supposed to say that in an accent? No, no, okay. you're not. I'm supposed to be doing the comedy accent. Okay, sorry. Don't make me. Don't make. Don't make the bad cop slap you. I'm the bad cop. <laughs> I thought it was the other way around. I thought oh, I was supposed I, to be the country boy here. Then why are you so doing Mr. a German accent, Mister Larue? Yes, Mister Larue, boy. We see here that you uh, you sing songs. I sang songs, yeah. people, you sang them songs. I sang them. I don't sing them, I sang them. This is really appropriate for Hulk Finn, by the way. This is very appropriate. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad I can bring this out. I'm doing months of accent. So we, we, we understand that you, uh, you, you play music and you also go on stage and, and talk at people. I, I, I play guitars at people, yes. We don't want you to confuse our immigration folk. We need you to pick a damn thing and go with it, all right? I am multiracial and I will stick with that. <laughs> We'll are you an actor or a musician? I have to tick this box. <laughs> uh, Musicians don't tick boxes, my friend. I am not a musician. I have to tick this box. <laughs> Can you hear? I am getting frustrated because my voice is going higher son, and son, higher. Son, and son, higher. son, son. It's gonna be okay. We'll just we'll just scribble around the box and tell somebody. We'll tell we'll tell Penny over in the corner there to just <laughs> to just mark that up a little bit. Uh, Mr. Martin, though, how long have you been here in this glorious country of Nippon? A uh, total of about 26 years now. 26 years, yes. Mr. Martin LaRue, so that's more than your entire life. I, I was here before I was born, yes. I was here in my previous life, and I stayed ever since. <laughs> your last life ever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Miss Francis. Hi. How are you doing, little I'm sweetie? good. Mm-hmm. I am just playing that character, by the way. I'm not trying to be really <laughs> sexist. It is, it is my heritage, however, so I will, I will attempt to make a farce of it. Stop breaking the fourth wall! Considering how we're arranged, by the way, there are four of us all facing each other in this tiny <laughs> studio room in Tokyo. There is no fourth wall. There's a fourth circle around us, like a bastion. This is theatrics. the closest to a seance I've ever been in. Yeah, but with yeah. a lot of steel and microphones running yeah. around. Miss Francis. Hi there. Miss Francis, we understand y'all are leaving this country in a little bit. I am indeed. Uh, this might actually be the point when a lot of people find out that I'm actually leaving. I've been in Japan for uh, just, well, 11 and a half years now. And uh, many things have changed over the last few years. And basically, I have decided to take my up-to-down amateur love of stage management and everything backstage and try and go professional. So, ma'am, when, so how, how long is it you've, you've been here? My, my records are a little fuzzy because we keep all these things on, on uh, dot matrix printer paper. Uh, how long exactly have you been here in this glorious country? Eleven and a half years. Eleven and a half. It's a little bit suspicious, ma'am, that you'd want to be leaving on such an auspicious number. That's true, but time has come. Uh, it might be, of course, to do with the fact that Panama Papers have just been released, which has, you know, made things uh, accelerated everything, so I have to get out of the country fast. <laughs> Good. We love topical. We love topical responses. Okay, I think we've played that. Bad, I think bad we've, guy. I think we've, guy I think we've milked that. Can I think we've milked that as far as we can. I think. Can I stop offending my homeland at this point? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's roll. Let's roll on. Francis, let's back up to you a little bit. Then, so you've been you've been uh, have you been always stage managing? Have you directed, acted, performed? What's your what's your resume? Give me. Give me your one pager. Sure. So um, I've been with Tokyo International Players since 2006. In that time, I have pretty much done everything. I have stage managed many productions for TIP. 
and some of the other theatre groups uh, in Tokyo. I have directed once. Uh, that was quite enough, to be honest. Um, I have performed on stage. I have been a puppet in a, a puppeteer in a man-eating plant. I have stri stripped actors down and redressed them in two minutes. Uh, I've served on a bit of costuming. Um, I haven't done so much lighting and sound, although I have done follow spot was the best seat in the house for uh, TIP's production of chess. chess. Sorry, sorry, could you repeat yes. that? I tuned out when you started talking about uh, massive man-eating plant. I just assumed we were going into your sex life at that point and... Uh, Stage managing is a dirty life, I assume. It, it is, is a dirty <laughs> life. It's on the dark side. You're you're always in the dark. You're uh, yeah, surrounded by sweaty bodies, and uh, trying to make sure those bodies are in the right place at the right time. And they're all strangers. Often strangers, sometimes not. Uh, sometimes you get to know people quite well when you're having to uh, maybe replace a mic pack, which is tucked in, you know, their brass or in their underwear. So yeah, it can get quite intimate at times. Please forgive. I am actually shooting this at the same time we're recording, so it's quite challenging. Um, what's the uh, tell us for perhaps if you might or will or must, because I will compel you to do so. Uh, what's your worst horror story, perhaps without naming names, uh, on in the Tokyo uh, Tokyo community? My worst not with the people, but like an actual of, of managing the stage of things that happened. I don't know about worst. My, one of my most memorable ones, because the thing about stage management is no one knows you're there until something goes wrong. And uh, I, I do remember one episode. This was actually uh, during. Oliver, uh, which was um, quite a feat of stage management. I had a cast and company of basically a hundred people, um, you know, all volunteers. So we did one performance where one of the scenes was happening on stage that the, the kids are on, Fagin's gang, they're singing away. And I turned around and one of the stage crew is holding two wallets. And I'm like, why is he holding those wallets? And I realized the wallet should have been on stage. And we're like, oh my God, they're needed for the next scene. Basically, Fagin is going to ask one of the one of the actors, you know, what have you brought for me today? And they're not going to have anything because the wallets that they're supposed to show at that point are in the wings. So we're like, what do we do? What do we do? Fortunately, there's one point where the kids came in uh, near me. I basically stuck the wallets under one of their uh, bums and you saw it passed down the back of the line of kids got to the right actress and by the time it came to the point in the scene she had them and it's all about the saves she had that wallet underneath her butt she did have them under her butt so is this going to be your your pitch because you um you're you're thinking about using to, translating this experience to to go professional in, in UK is this going to be your pitch <laughs> like after you've managed a yep. hundred amateurs absolutely well I always say I staged I started stage managing when I was about fourteen um, I was in a youth drama group I realised I was a much better stage manager than I am an actress and well actually I wanted to do the front of house announcements I wanted to be the good evening ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the theatre tonight's performance will commence in five minutes. Then I found out there was actually quite a lot more to stage management, which can be taken down as to glorified chair mover, but actually it's a lot about people management. And I think, yeah, managing kids, which is what I learned as a kid, I stage manage kids. When I came to Tokyo and started man stage managing adults, it's just the same. Hmm. If you don't mind asking a much more general question, what kind of advice could you give to someone who is getting into stage management uh, anywhere, Tokyo especially, but anywhere in general? 
just get experience. Uh, you have to be quite well. You have to be a very well organized person. And I often get asked the question, which is, you know, what does a stage manager actually do? And sometimes, if I sit down and think about it, I have a bit of a panic attack because. It is, you are in charge of the show. Once the show opens, and maybe people don't realize this, obviously the director is in charge until you go into the theater and then it becomes the stage manager's show and you are responsible for making sure that show opens and happens every night and that everybody is in the right place at the right time with the right thing in the right costume that I always have a nightmare, like when the curtain is coming up at the top of the show, that I'm going to look across and someone's going to have left, like, you know, an empty Coke can sitting in the middle of the stage. Um, not happened so far, but uh, it, it could happen. And uh, yeah, so if anyone who wants to get into stage management, come and work backstage on shows. I've worked with a number of people over time. There's, there are intuitive stage managers, for sure. There are people who just know what is needed and where to be next and see what's happening. You see an actor having an issue. You think, oh, that actor's on stage. They're starting to sound a bit croaky. Next time you they come off, you have their bottle of water ready for them. But um, a lot of it you can learn and just, you know, lists, making sure that you know how props work. And I, I would encourage also to do all different aspects of theatre because I know for me, um, stage managing, the little forays I've had on stage acting and doing costumes, it really helps you understand be all the different roles. Because as a stage manager, you really are just unifying all the different departments within a show and bringing it together and putting it on stage. No, I thought of something while she was talking that I forgot. Poof. It was good. It was good. But would I an actor would an, would an <clears throat> actor be a good stage manager? Hmm. An actor could be a good stage manager, but isn't necessarily a good stage manager. But then also a, a good stage manager isn't necessarily a good actor. Um, Martin, she's saying you're a terrible stage manager. I, that's why I'm an actor. I need, yeah. you, to, I need yeah. you to respond to that very angrily so that we can make this the go-to clip for this episode. <laughs> that's correct. Yeah, but see, oh, Ma <laughs> okay, yes. Martin knows though he there. can't say anything to upset me because I'm about to stage manage the show he's in. I know. Just wait till Francis leaves the room. So she, yeah, because so yeah. his props will go really. missing. Yes. Yeah. You you will have a wallet in your yeah. in your, in your <laughs> back won't pocket. Have a not, wallet. not in your butt, but you'll have it in your back pocket. <laughs> I know. And that wallet will be gone. And it will be my actual, actual wallet. wallet. Yes. <laughs> I thought I thought you were going to say that 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 was someone who had just like yoinked two wallets in the cops' wrap room. Nope. Yes, Martin. Yes. Hi. Hello. How's it going? Yeah, it's good, man. It's good. Um, Big River. Yes. Huck Finn. You're playing Huck Finn. Are they putting a wig on you? Uh, they are not. No. I, I'm though. I've been instructed to not cut my hair, which is really bad because I was intending to get a mohawk this week, but alas. Were you intending on keeping the mohawk for the entire for the show? Yeah, like a punk rock version of Huck Finn. Was it going to mm -hmm. be a blonde mohawk? Because then maybe you could have negotiated. Now that would have been a bit too like Billy Ray Cyrus, right? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Different kind, mm. different side of country. <laughs> um, how familiar are you with the original story of Huck Finn? Um, a little bit, a little familiar. I, I obviously got reacquainted with it after after um, after I learned about the show. Um, I I read it once as a kid, and I remember it being this awesome adventure story. And I did not understand like the whole politics and the world behind it. Um, so rediscovering it again as an adult is an it's it's an entirely different thing. So you you went back and read the book then? Yes. 
So how would you say the ad without without spoilers? If you, as if you can spoil something that's what a hundred and something years old. Wh- Jesus what, what dies. Are, what are, <laughs> I was going to say not, not that book. Oh damn, that happens. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in terms in terms of uh, are there any major differences that in the stage adaptation? Uh, there's a couple of differences. Obviously, the book goes into more details, and the book is more about Huck. Um, Mark Twain wrote it from Huck's perspective. The whole thing. The musical, Hook narrates the musical, but at the same time, it's not the same format as the book, obviously. Um, but it's more about, not, it's less about Huck telling the story and more about Huck putting on a show about his friend. So the musical, it's essentially this meta thing where Huck is the only person actually playing himself, and he's putting on a show where other people in his community are portraying the characters in his life. Oh, okay. So how do they, how do you, how do you do the, so then I guess doing the raft thing becomes easier if it's all a meta show. It's, I wouldn't say it's entirely a meta show, but it, it functions as one. Okay. So how do yeah. they do the raft thing? I'm assuming you're not filling the Sunwall Theater with water and floating a, a, a raft on it. No, we got denied um, permission at the last minute. Mm. But uh, no, what we're doing is, um, uh, yeah, Hannah Grace is our director for the show. And what she wanted to do is um, accurately portray the world that Huck Finn lived in. So it was a world that where slavery was um, and the objectification of people who were considered less than is an actual thing. It's a foundation of that environment and it was just considered so normal. Um, so what Hannah Grace is doing is she's using the people of color who are portraying the slaves um, to tell the story by being on stage at all times and helping move props here and there. Um, just to remind people that no matter how light the show gets, that world still exists. Um, but the raft in itself, the raft represents freedom. So the other actors, regardless of the characters they play in the show... They physically make the raft with their bodies? Um, is that what's going to happen? And they, as, they get lashed together? As much as we want that, we got complaints from some of the parents from the kids who are playing oh, um, the raft. So we decided to go with an actual raft and just have people push us along. So the raft is on wheels, or just you've you've greased the stage and it slides. It slides. The raft the is stage. on wheels, but what will happen at the actual at actual tech week? We don't we don't know. <laughs> we might just strap on some drones and hoverboards and whatnot. I suggested drones, but they vetoed that. I think there were budget issues. I thought issues. that was a good suggestion. Yeah. I think it's maybe a noise issue, right? Because they're quite noisy. You, you don't think it because you always see them sort of silent flying around, but they're quite noisy drones. <laughs> yeah. And especially the, like the really size that you need like to 20. lift a raft. <laughs> like a political bee, yeah. So, yeah, we might have to just go with wheels instead. But, yeah. So yeah. It's definitely one of those challenges as well for... Um, community theatre in Tokyo because often you know you only get the theatre for production week and you're rehearsing in different venues so something like the raft which is such a critical piece Mm -hmm. of set to work with for the actors and the people who will be moving it has become quite a challenge for the show Mm. because it's hard for us to move We, we just cannot move that piece of set around to all the different rehearsal venues Mm. so so in typical productions of Big River it's usually it's either done by by the actual people on the raft by pulling themselves around the stage. Um, but in this case, we're making it so that the raft represents freedom. It's how Jim escapes slavery and it's how Huck escapes the um, the neglect in his town. So, sorry, you're powering the raft by metaphor? Is that, is that how it's moving? Well, it's, it's like a non, it's like a literal metaphor, a non-metaphorical metaphor. Am I just blowing your mind right now? Yeah, you're just blowing my mind that freedom is powering the raft and it's not a <laughs> metaphor. 
I want to see this. I, I wonder we if we could train some eagles because eagles symbolize freedom. That's that would right. work. They also symbolize America. So we understand with these big musicals, the rights are very restrictive. So you can't say uh, perform a song from the show for us or anything like that. But we were wondering if you could perhaps um, sing a made-up song that you make up right now about okay. the show to help to help promote the show. Could be about anything you want. Could be about Huck Finn, slavery, but, freedom but, raps. But, but 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 I'm gonna make you rap it because okay. I'm gonna beatbox for you. Okay. I'm gonna give you the same beat. I'm gonna give you an intro line, and then we're gonna go with it. Okay. I waited for this moment all my life. Yeah, I'm right, you have. Yeah. All right, ready? One, two. Well, I'ma tell you a story, and I'll try in vain, about a little story by Mark Twain. Here's a story about a boy named Hook, who li was was just out of luck and now he's going back to the city wait that was not part of the story now here's a story about this boy he didn't have no toys he was abused by his pap in the whole blame town of St. Petersburg and shit went down uh. this is a rap break this is a rap break while I think about what I'm gonna do next yeah boy yeah we'll just run it right there that's all right, cool that's yeah. cool alright all right, so hopefully that's a cliffhanger right there can we there. all like clap yay, yay. Well, <laughs> that wasn't as terrible as clap, it could have been yeah. well at least I didn't rhyme huck with yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> duck or duck. shuck or shuck luck muck uh, in any case yeah. thank you for playing along with that I thank you I very very much appreciate it yeah, yeah, I don't so think you know my DJ name is Huckacon so uh, I'm looking forward to having you back. Um, <laughs> Francis Martin, thank you for coming. We really appreciate you having uh, having the time to talk to us here in this lovely burning hot studio. I would like to release you from this pain. Uh, please please pitch the show, date, show dates, show times, how to get tickets. So you can get tickets for the show by going to the website, which is tokyoplayers.org. Uh, the show runs from May 19th to 22nd. There are six performances and are going to be great. Really great. Really great. Great, great. And yeah. early bird price is available to April 30th. And parental advisory, there will be historical depictions of slavery and um, explicit language used, racist language used, but I think it can also be educational, so please be warned if you're bringing kids along. Please be warned that it could be educational. It could be educational. Horrors. <laughs> Horrors. Parental advisory. Parental advisory. Education. Yeah. So I mean, I'm in it, so. <laughs> <laughs> You're just educational? Hide your kids, hide your wife. Because <laughs> they, everybody in here. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so just to, just to recap, we've been talking with, with, oh, Jesus, I don't know how to pronounce your last name. LaRue. LaRue, okay. It rhymes like with LaRue. Right, yeah, okay. yeah. And LaRue rhymes with LaRue, the yeah. same as the singer, famous singer. And it's Francis Summertown, Summer City, Summer something. Summer something. Um, <laughs> Summer um, So, Martin LaRue and Francis Somerville, thank you very much for coming out. Anything else you want to add to the rest of the humans around the world? Um, you're okay, John Matthews. Keep theater going. I like I like being okay, and we hope all of you listening will actually help us keep theater going in in uh, in Tokyo. It's quite a vibrant. I don't know. It's a very vibrant community, isn't it? It certainly is. Yeah. It really is, and it comes in many flavors. So indeed, strawberry, orange, Larue, popping shower. <laughs> it's my favorite. And chocolate, very important to stage management. That's how I know you I've have a kid, that. Andrew. <laughs> no, I, that was my favorite flavor before I had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I know you meant to have a kid. In any case, thank you both for joining us. Thank um, you for having us. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry, wait, wait. What, what was that? I, I, I didn't... Oh, sorry, that I was didn't... me. No, no, I don't I don't think so. My my drink's doing that Jurassic Park thing. Okay. Uh, Is it oh, no, not again. Ah!
That's right. Oh, oh Francis, look out! Oh, no way! Here, I did not sign up for this shit.